This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. There was a couple of, of things which in this particular post, um, I did not add uh, email. So I'm thankful that, that Julie brought that up. But where are some of the places that you should be making these proper disclosures? On Facebook post, if you have an affiliate link in your Facebook post on your YouTube videos, on your Instagram post, if you're making, one of the ways that I've seen influencers, and again, you'd have to consult a legal professional to know if this was enough, but I've seen, for example, DJ Khaled, who he promotes a bunch of different stuff on his Instagram, and anytime that he's promoting something that he, he has, obviously he has a relationship with of some sort, I would assume he's not promoting anything on his Instagram that he's not getting paid for, hashtag ad on the post. So he's letting you know that it's an ad. Maybe he's getting paid to, 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 to use that. Maybe he's a brand ambassador, whatever the relationship is, it's a paid ad. Okay. So on your IG post, that's an example without going into maybe a long, maybe you don't have that much, maybe you don't have that much room on a Twitter post. You got 140 something characters. Maybe you just have to quickly insert hashtag ad or something like that. Uh, there's various ways to be able to do this on social media, on your LinkedIn post and on your bridge page funnels. And as Julie said, inside of your emails. Now, guys, as I've said, I'm going to continue to hammer this stand out with professionalism and integrity. You'll probably convert more leads into sales. Okay. Anything to add to that before we move on, Julie? The one other place that people want to make sure that they post that as well is in blog posts, because we do have people that still do blogging um, and it is a way to generate traffic and you would need to disclose on your actual blog post that you are an affiliate as well. True. True. All right. So let's talk about income claims and using proper disclosures there as well. Okay. Now my understanding of the difference between a disclaimer and a disclosure and the reason why I keep using disclosures here is that a disclaimer is sort of trying to release yourself from liability and a disclosure is that you're disclosing that you have a relationship or you're disclosing some facts or you're disclosing the average experience of somebody. That's how I interpret it. Again, um, I've had this explanation from our attorney and I, it's, again, it's, it's oftentimes difficult to, to try to comprehend, but as we strive to understand the stuff more, it, it will all make more sense. The important part is, I think we go back to that original rule back on, I think it was number four of that, of that a couple of slides ago, when unsure, just add the disclosure, just add the text that lets people know what's going on. Okay, so let's go over a situation. We're going to use YouTube here as the situation because, well, a lot of you guys are using YouTube, all right? So, Stephanie, this is our example, um, hypothetical woman who's got great intentions. She's out doing affiliate marketing or network marketing. She's super excited about her business, super excited about her product. She just, she can't wait to get her YouTube channel up. She's, she's already ran through all of her friends and family. She's in the NFL, the No Friends Left Club, and she's taking her business to YouTube. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. So Stephanie, here's a situation. She's given a video testimonial on YouTube about the benefits of her network marketing company or the benefits of her affiliate marketing pay plan or whatever, right? 
She states that in this business, when I recruited just 20 people, I was making over $2,000 per week in that particular program. The average distributor earns two. In that particular program, the average distributor earns $235 per month. Now, the reason why this is a network marketing thing is because I got it off of my attorney's website who does a lot of consulting for network marketing companies. So this is, this is direct off his website. So that's why that reference of network marketing. Now, what... What Stephanie wants to do, Stephanie would probably not want to provide an income disclosure at all. I, I'm just being candid. This is what, what he wrote. Rarely in these videos prepared by affiliates do you see any kinds of income disclosures. But what Stephanie needs to do, the safest bet is a text disclosure displayed simultaneously to the claim in question in addition to a more detailed audio video formatted disclosure at the end of the testimonial. Or Stephanie could provide a visual cue during the video where the claim is made to communicate to the viewer that disclosures can be found at the end of the video. Visual cue example, results not typical, see earnings disclaimer at the end of this video. So if she was making some sort of a claim, any sort of claim inside of the video, then she could flash that results not typical, see earnings disclaimer at the end of the video, right? Now, what would an earnings disclaimer or a disclosure look like in this case? Well, what we're going to actually do for our affiliates here at Legendary is we're actually going to record these and make these available in your back office for you to be able to download and then actually add into your videos. Now, I think it's better if you say it, okay? But we want to make these available so you can actually just add the audio to the end of your video and then update it. Um, so, Here's a, 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 a disclosure. I feel it's like it's a combination of, from my understanding of disclaimer and disclosure, I feel like it's a combination of both because I'm sort of disclaiming that, hey, look, you're, there's risk in this and I'm letting you know. I'm also disclosing and I'm trying to re relieve myself of liability by telling them all of the facts that business entails a risk, et cetera. But I'm also disclosing what the average person does with the information. Um, so, here it is. And you've probably seen it at a bunch of, at the bottom of a bunch of our pages, right? I tweaked it a little bit to try to be for affiliates, but it goes, this is not a get rich quick program, nor do we believe in overnight success. We believe in hard work, integrity, and developing your skills if you want to earn more financially. As stipulated by law, we cannot and do not make any guarantees about your ability to get results or earn any money with any of our products or services or the products and services we recommend. The average person who buys any how-to information gets little to no results. Any references or examples used within this page or by someone on this page are real and documented, but are used strictly for example purposes only. Your results will vary and depend on many factors, including but not limited to your background, experience, and work ethic. All business entails risk as well as massive and consistent effort and action. And if you're not willing to accept that, please don't purchase any products from this page or this channel or whatever you want to say right? Now, you might be saying, shit, Dave, that sounds, that's lengthy as hell. That, that could take me a damn minute to, to get done. You know what? Here's my opinion. Better to be safe than sorry. And also, that particular bit of text, that, I, again, you call it a disclaimer, call it a disclosure, however you interpret it. I'm going to call it a disclosure. I feel like it discloses all of the, 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 the relevant information that, you know what, um, you better up your skills if you want to earn more financially. I don't, I don't make any guarantees about your ability to earn money with this. The average person who buys how-to information 
doesn't get any results at all. I mean, guys, most people know that's common sense. The average person who buys gym memberships don't use them. The average person who buys self-help books doesn't, doesn't read them. So it's not like it's some mind-boggling thing that people are going to, I've never heard of that before. They're going to go, total, makes total sense. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's move on to what you were going to tell me, right? The other thing that I like about this particular disclosure is that you're clearly telling them with no bullshit, if you aren't willing to accept this, then don't purchase any products through me. What does that do? In a sense, it almost makes the person want to purchase them more because you're telling them not to. I'm just saying it's basic psychology, right? It's like the, 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 the sort of the takeaway, right? Now, that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to manipulate. We're not trying to take things away. But at the end of the day, it's, it's clear. There's no BS in it. It's direct. And it says, if you're not willing to accept this, don't purchase anything from this page. Now, this particular disclosure, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to explain what this means in terms of and how I understand this. Um, if we go back to what Stephanie needs to do in that example on YouTube, the safest bet is a text disclosure displayed simultaneously to the claim in question in addition to a more detailed audio video formatted disclosure at the end of the testimonial. How I understand this to be is that if you're making a claim of some sort via text, you need to make sure you have a text disclosure. If you're making a claim somehow via audio or video, you need to make sure that you have a disclosure via audio and video. So however, in whatever format the claim was made, the disclosure has to come and be a part in, uh, uh, or has to be made in that same format. Julie, am I, is the way that I'm saying that making sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what I would like to know is, I'm sure other people are questioning this, is what are some other examples of income claims that are not necessarily me saying, I made X amount in X amount of time. What else could be considered an income claim? Yeah, so this is a great question. And this is, this is, um, this is something that I've had to learn and had to get better at over the years. And quite frankly, I'm still getting better at because I realize that making claims is much deeper than just saying, um, you know, you, uh, as, as Stephanie did in this particular example, she said, you know, in this business, I recruited 20 people or I sold 20 products and I made $2,000 per week. That's a claim. Like I'm, I'm making a claim that that, that was a result, but what regulators in my interpretation want to see is they want to see the average result. So that's an, that's an obvious claim using uh, testimonials uh, of, of uh, other people is, is a, is a way that a claim is made. Um, in, I think it's called implied claims. If I'm not mistaken is I've got this sort of lifestyle or I travel this much, right? I bought this house or I drive this car. And, and again, guys, this is me coming out saying, I'm right here with you. I, 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 there's, a, th there's been a learning process for me to understand what you can and what you can't do. Um, so those are also considered claims. Um, was there any other ones that you were thinking of in particular, Julie? The main one was the implied lifestyle. I think that that's some people overlook that, that if you have, um, you know, examples or, or pictures of the lifestyle that you're living or the car that you're driving, the house that you've bought, um, even though you might not be coming out and saying you've made so much money and a certain amount of time, 
you still have an implied income claim in that yeah. example that you're giving. Yeah. And, and, and again, as I just said a second ago, the, these are things that, you know, you're going to see, there's always already been a massive shift in understanding about these things for me over the last year or so. And then even recently, an even bigger and deeper understanding. So I'm going to try to do the best that I can to model this sort of behavior for you guys. Um, we're actually taking a lot of our sales material and running it through re-edits right now to make sure that we are, are just as above board as possible. While also, again, um, as I said here on, this, on, this, on, on the last part of this slide, adding this will no doubt, in my opinion, make you more trustworthy of integrity, law-abiding, of course, and most likely help to convert more quality leads into sales. At the end of the day, here's my opinion on it, is you know, it's about longevity. I've always thought about myself in this industry as being here for the long term. I've got really clean reputation. I don't owe anybody money. I've not screwed over anybody. Um, you know, some people may have bought training products for me in the past and not succeeded and said, Hey, that's a scam or whatever. But at the end of the day, we could say that about anything that we bought and either didn't use or it didn't work out the way that we expected. Sometimes expectations are just not, you know, our expectations are off. Um, and, and you know what, be, <laughs> It's like, it's like this, this industry, and I think any industry, you do your best based on the information that you have, kind of like as a parent, you know, you know, I think many of us look back at, I've got a 19 year old that I wish I would have done lots of things different. Unfortunately, I was young and naive. I was 16 when I had her and I, I can't take that back. So what can I do? I can try to do better with my current three-year-old, right? So we live and we learn with a lot of these things. And, um, but again, at the end of the day, even if you make less money, who gives a damn? It's about being, it's about building a career. It's about building longevity. It's about being here for the long run. It's about, it's about doing the right thing. It's about trying to be transparent with your customers. It's about trying to be, not be a, a braggadocious douchebag. I mean, a lot of these things come to us also as we get older and we get wiser and we're like, man, I was really an arrogant asshole back at 27 or whatever. And, and you know, I'm speaking about myself. And so, again, um, claims can be made in many different capacities. Um, taking screenshots of your back office. Guys, you got to stop doing that. You can't do that, okay? Um, if you've done it in past videos, fine. But moving forward, you can't do that anymore. It's nothing we can do about the past. But you can't do that anymore. You can't go into your back office to take screenshots. You, you can't go and screenshot your email and go slap that all over social media. It, you know, th that makes me cringe when I see that because I know that uh, it's just, that's not bueno. It's not good. And even with all the proper disclosures, it's still not good because it, it's, it's just, there's no black or white with it. There's too much gray area. And I think it, I think it, what I think it does for many of your customers as well, the psychology, it does two things. Number one, it, and I think it's hurting your conversions many times to do that because they look at some result and they say, well, I'll never be able to do that. And then they just automatically dismiss it. To where if you guys lowered your, your promises, you know, hey, look, what if you could get into this and just maybe be more happy every day? What if you could get into this and, and maybe have the chance to, to relieve some of your, 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 your stress from debt? Or I, I've, I heard Tony Robbins say it one time like this, and 
Um, some of you guys may love Tony. Some of you may hate him. I, that's not, I'm not here to fanboy Tony. I'm just, he said that, you know, there wasn't enough month or uh, money at the end of the month. What if there was more, what if there was enough money at the end of the month? There's ways that you can say it without just coming out and being like, hey, here's how much I made. Another $2,000 day or whatever. I see people online on social media who do that. And it's like, it just, it really looks douchebaggery. And quite frankly, I'm a marketer. I'm, you know, I think the unique thing about us doing this is that, you know, Julie and I have been in the trenches marketing and doing this stuff for many years. And, you know, I look back at some of the stuff that I've done in the past and I go, fuck. How do we buy with it? Well, (laughs) Well, it's like, it's like how naive, how dumb, how immature, how braggadocious, how arrogant, right? And that's me. I mean, that, I, I'm sitting here saying that and I see people who, you know, other successful marketers and company owners. And it's like, I've known them. I knew them 10 years ago when I got started. I know them now. And it's like, they haven't grown at all. I think growing means getting more humble. It means getting wiser. It's more mature. It's, you know, Julie and I were talking on a meeting this morning to, about somebody who she had to tell a grown man to behave himself. And it, that concept of, we're adults, we're growing up. If we want to be respected, if we want our careers as affiliate marketers, network marketers, you know, online entrepreneurs, YouTubers, whatever you could, you know, call yourself, if you want to be respected, then this is what's necessary. This is the sort of behavior that, that we all have to demonstrate. The end. Let's talk about number three, which is selling products versus selling business opportunity or money-making systems or, or, you know, affiliate opportunities. Look, guys, I, I don't know what other companies you're involved in. I don't know what other things you're doing, but I know for us at Legendary, we don't want to be marketed as a money-making system or a, an affiliate opportunity or what we want to be marketed for the products and services that we sell. It's just what, how we want to be marketed. Um, we, we want you to market our 15-day business builder challenge. We want you to market the opportunity of how we teach people in the business in the business builder challenge about multiple different business models. We teach people about affiliate marketing. We teach people about uh, we teach people about uh, building digital courses. We teach people about coaching, consulting businesses. We teach people about running events and masterminds, right? So, and we teach people about affiliate marketing that can be applied to any company out there. So we don't want and I can't speak for any other company, but I I can probably assure you in terms of compliance, marketing things as, you know, business opportunities, as money-making systems is probably not what those companies want either. They They don't want their software to be marketed as, well, buy this software, then you can turn around and you can sell this software, right? That, that's not, that, that doesn't scream, hey, this is a legitimate thing you should get involved with to your prospects. It just doesn't scream that. But when you market whatever the product is, right, whether it's a, a, a course like our challenge or one of our other courses or, or a software program or whatever it is, and if it doesn't have legitimate, tangible, standalone value, like our business builder challenge and every single one of our products, we have tons of people that come in and just buy them and don't want to promote them as affiliates. We have people in our brand builder program that, that are realtors and people in real estate and people flipping mobile homes and people who are in construction and construction consulting businesses. 
We have people who come in our masterminds who are in various different niches, who are promoting various different companies and products. That's what we want to relay and demonstrate to the marketplace. So if you're going to be an affiliate of ours, I can't, I can't, I, I, I can probably speak for them, but I, but I'm not going to. No company, unless it's just some fly-by-night thing that has no actual real products, doesn't want to be marketed as just a money-making system or a money-making opportunity, okay? That'd be like you guys marketing our affiliate program, which is a 29, uh, it's either free, you can sign up for free, or if you want more options and higher commissions, it's about 30 bucks a month. That'd be like you going out and marketing that. The problem is we don't pay commissions on that. That's a strict admin fee, right? That pays for our web developers and designers and our software that we use to be able to process payments and all this different kind of stuff, right? So that'd be like you marketing that. It doesn't make sense, okay? So I'll talk about our terms that you need to know about, some important terms, and then I'll give you some places to continue to research after this, at the end of this webinar. But um, hopefully this made sense. And hopefully you guys really understand the importance, not only the importance because it's, it's our terms, it's, our, it's how we want to be marketed, but also the importance of, you know, how you look in the, in the marketplace, you know, when you're, when you're marketing money-making systems and all this kind of stuff. You just don't, you don't have that legitimacy that you probably want to have and you're scratching your head wondering, why am I not being taken more seriously, Right? It, it's because you're not, you know, people don't see the value and they, they, they are too skeptical of the, the claims that you're making and the money-making opportunity. It doesn't seem legit to them. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to davesharpshow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.